Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Championship Monday. Macatrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key over it's 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory. And a great service department that will help you with your current car for whatever you need. And, of course, they will... Make sure that you are good to go with any sort of state inspection, any sort of big car replacement or car part replacement that you need, or if it's a simple oil change. And the sales staff, well, they're not there. They're not just there for the sale. They're there to help you to get the car that's right for you and at a price that fits your budget. Pretty simple. And that's why many customers go back and back and back again to our friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or head to purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, RV and boat. Getting close to that time. I know it's not going to be the greatest boat season here in particular in the Valley, but you can still get out there if you have the right license and things like that just feel like you want to go out there still plenty of other places to go boat in this area too so you want to have that ready to go and it's all our friends at purdy insurance market street in sunbury or at purdyinsurance.com cbs's brad nessler today going to join us at 406 to break everything down from the weekend from saturday night's games in the final four and then get ready for tonight's championship game between UNC and Kansas, which, you, of course, you can also write here, right here on WKOK with a 920 tip. If that is my lone complaint of the day, my first complaint of the day, it is that. It is too late. It needs to be earlier. We've had this conversation before, but I, just, I can't stand these late times. But anyway, you'll hear it tonight here on WKOK. At 9:20. As for what actually happened on the court, and kind of previewing the game here tonight, I've told you all year I've I've loved Kansas. I love everything they do. I love the pace that they play. I just love the amount of depth that they have. They can beat you in many different ways. They've been fairly consistent all year, and I I still like them in this spot tonight. I think UNC is perhaps maybe a better matchup for them tonight than Duke is. Having said that, I think UNC is 
still dangerous, very dangerous. They were very impressive. They had a lot of key shots and big moments down the stretch against their arch rival. And not once but twice they spoiled the party for Coach K. So they are very primed to hang with Kansas tonight. But as far as Kansas goes, that was just such an impressive performance. A tremendous start. What happened in that first half with Kansas against Villanova was kind of what I thought they would do later in the game because I thought Villanova would run out of gas. But again, you can't just you can't not count you cannot count out any Jay Wright team, especially this season's team because they fought to the bitter end. There was no quit or no sense of of tiredness at all or fatigue down the stretch. They battled and perhaps played their better basketball in the second half especially early on in the second half when they started to make things a little interesting. So credit to Villanova once again, but what Kansas was able to ultimately do to Villanova, and of course they did this to Miami too, who was hot at the time two weekends ago, they have that ability because they can beat you in so many different ways, the pace, the depth, to just put the hammer down and pull away. And I won't be shocked if they do that tonight to UNC, late in the game, but after what I've seen now from the last couple of games from UNC, especially grinding out that win against Duke Saturday night, this team, you know, we talked about the will to win, how that sometimes can overmatch anything, what that's on paper or X's and O's and things like that. That was a great point from Scott Spinelli, who joined us on Friday. We were talking about that with Duke, and I even mentioned that in my game prediction in picking Duke, but UNC's had that too, and they perhaps brought that to another level Saturday night, especially down the stretch with all the, the tons of big shots that they hit. So, and I think they're even to a point are quick enough to stick with them. But I just think overall, just talent-wise, I think Kansas is that much better than UNC. So I wouldn't be surprised if they pull away in this game, but I still think UNC will hang with them. Had it been Duke, I think it just would have been a total knockout fight from top to bottom because of the size and athleticism both teams have. And plus the Coach K thing. That would have been in there. But it's not. Credit to UNC. I think it still should be a terrific game tonight. But I, I like Kansas to finish it off here and finish off a tremendous season that they've had. And that would be Bill Self's second championship in what has been an illustrious career for him. But anyway... If I'm, sure, you do, yeah, I'm sure at some point, you know, you hated him, so it's like, all right. <laughs> no, the only thing... My only complaint, as I mentioned before, my only complaint is this 920 tip. I, I'm, I've had enough with these. Too late. But but again, you got to remember, you got to take care of the whole country. Yeah, first of all, we've had many... There are many, many primetime games. Sunday night... The Super Bowl even it starts as a 6.30 start. Okay, but it starts at 6.30 on Sunday. I, I know. But even so, we've had prime, plenty of primetime games. The World Series that starts at 7.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30. So I, you're I talking it. about I, that. I, I enough with the West all, Coast. I understand all of that, but you got to populate. I know 47% of the country is in the Eastern time zone. I know that. Um, and now, you know, since you're a part of the show, you now know that. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I knew that from the get go. All right, All right. Um, but you got to take care of the West Coast, and you can't wipe. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into this. 
And look, that's this game has always been at nine twenty. I don't think this game has ever not been at nine twenty. Correct. On a Monday night. So I look, it's not great, it's not ideal. But again, when you're a country primarily a, f- a four uh a four time zones, you know that's that is an issue. Um, and you're, you know, and now I don't. Now here's the what I think is the issue. You could start if it's on TBS. You could start an hour earlier. You're not wiping out local news. <laughs> okay, that's what happens. Also, a good with, point. Right? That's you know you're not looking at your affiliates and wiping out local news when you do that. This has been obviously a, a Saturday night. That game met every possible benchmark you could think of, except maybe down to the last shot. That was a great, entertaining, fabulous basketball game. Well coached, no goat. Okay, nobody, nobody like you're looking. Oh no, I can't believe it. Like a living infamy. Nope, just people just out there. There are times where there's great defense. There was time there was there was great shots. One team would go on a run. You'd think that might be it. Boom. The other team would answer right back. It was just a great, great game. Think about North Carolina for a moment. On February okay, on February fifth they got blown out by Duke by twenty. Okay. At home. Now let's take it further. On February sixteenth at home. They lost to Pitt. Pitt is not good at all. So in the morning of February 17th, let me ask you something. North Carolina basketball in the morning of February 17th, how many quad one wins did they have at that point? Probably only a handful at best. How about one? Wow. That's all they had on February 17th. Now remember, this is April 4th. On February 17th, they had one quad one win. North Carolina on the morning of February 17th was not only not on the bubble, they weren't in the tournament. They were not only not on the bubble on the morning of February 17th after losing at home to Pitt, they weren't even in the tournament. If you're wondering why they ended up being an eight, that's the reason why, because they were that far out to begin with. They're North Carolina basketball. They were that far out, and then they rallied down the stretch and started picking up some quad one wins and then got that big win over Duke and then helped themselves in the tournament and got themselves to an eight which means that under the tournament seating, they should be out in the second round. And you notice what what Hubert Davis is doing. Uh, This is North Carolina basketball, where one McDonald's All-American replaces another. How about the fact, uh, no, how about the fact that he plays five guys and that is it? I mean, even when Baycock got hurt, they're looking around saying, Walk it off. <laughs> we can't have Johnson stay in here. Walk it off. Get back in there. He plays five guys. That's it. But that's where they were on February 17th. 
one quad one win had just lost at home to a really a bad pit team that's how bad it was and of course for Mike Krzyzewski he is the best coach of this era um, and you know everybody can sit there and, uh, to sit there now and you start arguing about who's the best coach of all time. I mean, look, we're we're so we're decades deep into sports now. We're decades deep, and I to me it's like okay, who's the best of this particular era? Because the game is different in different eras in every sport. In every sport, it's it's different. You know, George Mikan was the best player of his era. Okay, Bill Russell was the best player and Will Chamberlain of their era. All right, to Michael Jordan being the best of his era. Same thing in coaching. John Wooden was the best of his era. Mike Krzyzewski's the best of this era. You know, when you look at college football, Bud Wilkinson was the best of his era. Bear Bryant, the best of his era. Joe Paterno was the best of his era. Nick Saban's the best of this of his era. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's how you got to break it down these days. Because there's just so many games that have been played. Mike's meant so much to USA Basketball. You know, and some people, well, you know, he got mad at this press conference or didn't do this. What? You know how many t- t- interviews these guys have to do? I mean, think about it. Think, think about how many interviews and press conferences coaches do. They do exponentially more in a given year than a president does or a head of state. The prime minister of England does fewer press conferences than the head football coach at Penn State University. The president of the United States does fewer press conferences than the head basketball coach at Duke. I mean, really. Right? It's a football and basketball game. And, you know, hey, think of it. Just, just take James during the course of the week. Okay. Tuesday. Meet with the media. Press conference. Wednesday, quarterback club. Post-practice, does another press conference with the media. Thursday, does a talk show. Takes questions from the fans. Then does the pregame show. Then they play the game, and he does another press conference. (laughs) He's not the head of state. Yeah, he's got more media access than any, you know, than, than the head of state does, and that's the way it is. So you're going to get all sorts of personalities during the course of this. You have to do so many of these darn things along the way. I mean, look how mad Matt gets. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's maybe a different. You're, you're just angry. Oh, my Almighty! What what's today's big complaint? The 920. Oh, that's tip. right. The 920. Oh, that's right. Why? Because Luke, who's a two years old, can't stay up for it? No, it's the, it's the fact that I have to get up for said two year old and almost 10 month old the next morning. <laughs> that's more well, of my can't... selfish issues. Buddy, I, I still think 920 is a ridiculous start time. Mm-hmm. You you, you just you just came off the weekend. You're already complaining. <laughs> I mean, really. A West Coast team's not even involved. You have a Central Time Zone and an Eastern Time Zone. 
adjust. If there's a West, if there's a Western time zone team in it, okay, fine. But there's not. I know. Hey, that's here. Do you wake up angry? <laughs> um. Usually, no. Well, sometimes I get startled by the kids. I might get a get up, Daddy, slap in the face from Luke, or he'll try to scream in my face, and I'll be like, "Huh? Oh, oh, okay, yeah." But you know, other than that, it's okay. You need to control yourself. <laughs> and I can understand angry at the staff meeting. Now that I got. I've got some ideas. Oh, jeez, everybody. just i, I got to go to the bathroom. Get the right, lingerie so. <laughs> on the deck. Call the janitor. All right. we got a lot going on today. Chris uh, Scott Spinelli today, Brad Nessler, and Reginald Walker. Plenty going on. We've got Brian Tripp on the Frozen Four tomorrow. we got Neil Kulong tomorrow. We're going to have Cam Rogers on about the uh, Masters. I mean, you think about the week. National Championship tonight, spring football going on, Masters this week, Major League Baseball opens this week. I mean, there is so much for Matt to be angry about. Tigers, Tigers, a, Tiger is a game-time decision. To your anger. Tiger's a game-time decision. Tiger's a game-time decision, much to your chagrin. When I saw that, I just threw up even some more. Why? He's not taking up any space. I know that, but it's just the whole thing. Like, enough. He's coming off a horrific traffic accident, for goodness sakes. Come on. Yeah, what... Where, what <laughs> where's the sympathy? I'm starting to worry about you. Like, where's where's the heart? It's located in the center of the chest. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. I need to, man. I mean, anybody who listens to the show, can you remind <laughs> Matt where his heart is? Okay. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Are you okay? I'm good. I'm still looking forward to the game tonight. Yeah, but I thought that the, I, mean, I feel like I'm listening to this to the song Cats in the Cradle. <laughs> That's good. <sighs> Kids are a problem. Game time's a problem. I mean, you act like you're digging ditches at 5.30 in the morning on the new highway. Hey, come on. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, the, the only the only silver lining here for me is at least I don't have to rush getting the kids to bed by like eight or eight thirty, or maybe have to keep checking on the score every five seconds while I'm trying to put the kids to bed. At least 
at least Luke should be almost asleep and Mark will be asleep by the time tip-off happens so I can solely focus on the game. Just so there's look, that. Look, just play back my greatest play-by-play hits. The kids will be asleep in two minutes. <laughs> I'll try that if I need something. I'll try. <laughs> <It's> really? <laughs> Go on. All right. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, the best in the business. You have great people who are great pros. What a combination. Auto, home, life, business, motorcycle, but whatever it may be. They'll take care of your insurance needs and... They will also make sure that uh, your policies are up to date. Make sure you're completely covered, and they're going to give you the best price possible. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so let's get to Scott Spinelli now, joining us, former head coach, Boston College, to break down tonight's championship game between North Carolina and Kansas. Welcome back, Coach. Great to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for your time again. Uh, In terms of uh, the quality of the nightcap, there were great expectations of what the nightcap could be. Did it meet and, and possibly even exceed your expectations of Saturday night? Absolutely. I think it was one of the best games that, you know, I've ever watched in the NCAA tournament period in terms of, you know, the competitive spirit that both teams had. We had talked about Duke and their drive, uh, thinking from the beginning of the tournament that they would be the most driven team. And to be honest, like North Carolina, they only had seven assists on 27 field goals. And, um, you know, look, I mean, they actually were as driven if not even a little bit more uh, than Duke was um, at the end of that game. So uh, just big, big-time game to watch. Very enjoyable. I mean, look, you've been uh, you've been around, obviously, a, a long time in your career. And, you know, whether it was being an assistant coach and you're working to implement new systems and so forth, when you look at what Hubert Davis has done, I know he's, you know, everyone thinks it's just the same. But what did it? What does it take when a coach comes in, you know, and you're a new coaching staff and you go in and you're trying to change up the style as to how you want to play? How long does can that take sometimes? Well, I think he had a pretty, uh, pretty big advantage, and here's why. And I think we've talked about this. When you're a guy that's been a long time assistant coach, you have relationships with these kids, these families, these yeah. support groups. And I think, you know, again, talking about, you know, that side of it, he already had the trust of the guys, right? Right. And for him, it was about him and his staff trying to figure out what they felt to be the best combinations as it relates to getting the best out of their players. Because, look, as a coach, and you guys know this, your job is to get the, the best out of your guys, put them in position where they can be most successful. And look, everybody, you can talk that, but there's been some tactical adjustments now that you've got to give Coach Davis and his staff credit for. Mm-hmm. One, um, you know, they've shortened their bench. They really have. They have not played, um, you know, early in the season. They were playing a lot deeper, and they just went with their best guys. Now it's to the point where really you're playing two or three of these guys almost 40 minutes a game, but look, it's working for them. That was number one. Number two, when you think Carolina of the past, you think, you know, big, big. And I think Manic, you know, just inserting him as like a face-up 
uh, four-man, um, it's really giving them, you know, where the game is today, that three-point line, because he's such a good shooter. you got to guard him. Then it opens it up for Baycott in, in the interior. So they kind of switch gears a little bit in terms of playing those, you know, traditional Carolina two bigs. Um, and then game plan to game plan. Look, they're, they're protecting Baycott by icing, again, those side ball screens and, you know, really not a lot, not having him come away from the basket where he has to chase ball screens or get in foul trouble. So they're doing a really good job of playing to their personnel as it relates to each guy's strengths. Now the timeouts are longer. There's one extra one in the first half. So explain to everybody just what the word trust means because I think what's happening when you get the tournament time there's only X amount of guys the coaches really trust because they've been around them for months you know I think the word trust comes from again establishing relationships with your guys look yeah. when you're coaching today every kid that you get from high school or whether you get them in the transfer portal you know they're already scarred to a certain degree where they're a little shook with confidence just because of the social media and everybody's looking at the glamour that's kind of pretentious right that a lot of these kids think is really happening out there so their, their confidence is already i don't care if they're a five star or four star or a no star you really have to be able to pick those guys up and be positive in your approach and, and i think coach davis you know, if you listen to him you know, he gives all the credit to his guys. Um, you can see there's a true, you know, genuine respect that they have for him. Um, you know, their arms are around them. They're always kind of, you know, um, looks like they're having fun. I think that's a big part of basketball and college. I think a lot of coaches miss out on that. This mm-hmm. is a fun time, by the way. It's fun. And, um, you know, you don't want to make it and live and breathe on every win or every possession. And again, when you've been in this long time like he has and his staff has, uh, I can tell you that means a lot to the guys. And, you know, look, you can have the most talent in the world, but if your guys aren't playing hard for you, if they don't trust what they don't trust that you have their best interests at heart. And look, there's tough love. I get it. There's accountability. I get it. But there's still a trust factor there. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons why Carolina's guys uh, have all bought in. All right. So let's get to Kansas for a moment. What kind of balance does Bill Self have right now on the floor with his with his lineups? Well, look, you guys, again, you, you guys know this, right? So you come into the game against Villanova, and you're always telling, as a coach, you're telling your guys, look, let's come out of the gates and let's punch first. And that's a message that you send to your players and you're trying to get across to them. Well, in that Villanova game, Kansas punched Villanova hard first. They punched them hard, and they went up 10-0. And from there, Villanova was shook, and they weren't themselves. Look, we know I – again, you know me. I, I was Villanova all the way in this mm-hmm. tournament to Duke in the championship. And, you know, I think, you know, you, the Justin Moore thing was obviously a huge thing. You could point to that. But I think it wasn't just his offense. I think defensively – you know, uh, Abaji, who was at one point six of six in the three, that's where a guy like Justin Moore was missed, right? Yeah. But to Kansas's credit, they are a very complete team. They do run this thing called two game where they're, you know, uh, changing sides of the floor with the ball, looking to go high low mm-hmm. uh, with McCormick inside. But, you know, again, I mean, they just had an incredible offensive night. They do play hard defensively. They do get up and pressure you. I think you'll see a little bit of a different uh, type game. And here's the one stat line in this game that I think 
really matters here. I, I think when you look at rebounding, um, you know, I think that's going to be one of the big, big you know, things that kind of determines the game. When Kansas, you know, gets and again, this is just a statistic. They're twenty-two and zero when teams get thirty rebounds or fewer. Yep. And they're one in three when they're allowing thirty-seven or more. And in, in North Carolina, in their last ten games, <laughs> have been thirty-seven or more plus in rebound. They're an excellent rebounding team. So I think that's going to have a stat line to, to kind of watch in this game. For the total season, North Carolina is averaging just about forty-one rebounds a game. I mean, for the total, I mean that—that's a phenomenal number, uh, and that's that—that that means that means a lot. Uh, we always talk about guard play in this. When you look at the guard play, North Carolina Love Davis. Then you look to flip it to the other side with what Kansas has with Harris and eventually Martin. How do you look at the guard play, Scott? Well, in this game here, I'm going to tell you this, um, and let's let's kind of look at the entire tournament too. With that said, you know the first half of the uh, the Carolina Duke game, it was really the RJ Davis show. He kind of kept him in the game, right? Right. And in the second half, it was all love mm-hmm. and love. Really, um, look, he loves the moment. The bigger the stage. Um, you know, the, the the better he even plays. So you've got a combination of two guards right now in Davis and Love who are playing with an incredible amount of confidence. Um, they're on a mission. Um, it almost seems to me, if you go back to 85 and the Villanova Georgetown, excuse me, Villanova, um, yeah, Georgetown, mm-hmm. the national title game yeah. when Villanova was an eight seed. I mean, it was almost like that team of destiny. And look, I, I you know, North Carolina, I don't care. Uh, how many guys they play, they don't play. They're finding a way to win with those two guards spearheading everything. Manic can obviously can really shoot it, and obviously Baycott is a double-double machine. But they go as those two guards go. And, look, Ken Harris is a good defender. Remy Martin's a good defender. is going to have to guard this game. But I do think in this game the guard play and the advantage, especially the way Carolina's you know, combo, those two guys are playing off each other, I think they have the advantage. How do you look at Baycott and McCormick inside? Great matchup. I, I think the difference in this game that was kind of uh, you know hurt Villanova just a little bit is when they play that two game right. Um, for the most part, Carolina is going to try to ice those side screens you know the, the on the sideline, and so when the ball is swung, I don't think there'll be a lot of switching uh, mm-hmm. in there. And, you know, Baycott is going to be able to engage McCormick with, you know, his chest and really kind of, again, the less the less effective McCormick is, the more the further away from the basket, the less effective he is. And I think he'll hit him hard. Now, again, he's got to make sure that he can down there, you know, he walls him up with those hands back, flying walls, uh, and make it very tough on McCormick. And I think he will, as long as he doesn't get in foul trouble. Um, I think that's a, another, you know, uh, thing that's you know you got to look at in this game. But I think it's a great matchup. But I do think Baycott again. I think he's strong enough. He's big enough. He's long enough. He's played against some really good bigs throughout the season in the ACC. I'm giving the advantage there to Baycott um, just in terms of what he can contribute to to help North Carolina win on both ends. All right. So, what is your gut telling you? What are your eyes telling you? Who wins and why? Well, look, you know, I was, you know, I got to admit, I, you know, I thought Duke was going to come out of mm-hmm. that. I thought Villanova would have enough, mm-hmm. and we had him from the beginning of the tournament. Now, yep. 
you take a step back and you look at where we're at today, if you told me, you know, if you asked me who the better team was in terms of being complete, you know, with depth on both ends of the floor, I would tell you Kansas. Mm -hmm. But in a one-game series where, again, that you can't measure that analytical, you know, that drive, that metric of a, of a team's will to win right now, and they're playing with incredible confidence. I'm almost thinking that they're the team of destiny. As much as I think Kansas is more complete, they're deeper, they're better, I think North Carolina is going to win it all. I do. It was, it's been so great to have you on. And uh, I'd love to have you back on at some point, just talk about the future of the game at some point when you get a chance. No, I appreciate you guys having me, okay? Thanks again. Scott Spinelli, former head basketball coach at Austin College. We were going to have the voice of Shigalimi basketball on to break the game down tonight. It just didn't have the same feel. No. I had to explain to him that the college game's eight minutes longer. He's exhausted after 32. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! What do you mean it's 40 minutes? <laughs> a long time. I gotta get home. People at Ward 4 are counting on me. <laughs> what? Alright, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I... Just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. I've been blessed to be in the arena. And when you're in the arena, you're either going to come out feeling great or you're going to feel agony. But you always will feel great about being in the arena. And I'm sure that that's the thing when I'll look back that I'll miss. I won't be in the arena anymore. But damn, I was in the arena for a long time. And these kids, you know, made my last time in the arena uh, an amazing one. So what made you angry? <laughs> well, if, uh, just in general, or the the specific yeah complaint. Yeah, I mean, what 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 turned you into somebody that's so bitter? <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, awesome wife. You know, great kids. Lousy teams. 
mean, yeah. I mean, can't you watch for the entertainment of it? Right I, now, the one, the, the entertaining part I'm getting is, you know, this. Doug said he wanted to hear the suits take on the game. Well, that's that's one. <laughs> okay, we'll cross that one out. <laughs> America wants to know what turned you bitter. I don't know. I could probably point to a number of different things. I mean, I mean, look. First of all, you picked bad teams. I mean, let's uh, let's start with that. <laughs> I would say having suffered a lot of heartache uh, might contribute heartache. to that. Heartache. You've had an easy life <laughs> from a sports perspective. <laughs> Heartache, heartache for what? God, great parents, great wife, great kids, and you—you're bitter. <laughs> Imagine if you were an LSU basketball fan. Cheer about LSU. All 11 players were oh, in the transfer yes. portal. Yeah, that wasn't surprising to me. All four of the recruits decommitted. Same's going to happen to the football program, too, eventually. Well, what's going to happen here is this. Right? And this, uh, this is what I talked about before. And I've, 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 allu- I've, I've alluded to this several times over the years, that we will get to the point of free transfer. You know? And again... We try to talk about items on this show long before they happen. So anybody's listened to the show for a while, like, yeah, that, 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 uh, you're right, that, that happened. McMahon is the new head coach at LSU. They got him from Murray State. Let me ask you something. How many Murray State players are in the transfer portal? Oh, I forgot, you know, foul sports. Nine. <laughs> I Nine wonder where they're all going to try to go. You go where where you're trusted. Okay. You go where you're trusted. I mean, there'll at least be a few that end up going to LSU. But that is the state of today's game. Mike Krzyzewski said, hey, look, you got to take a long, hard look. He talked about this Friday, about the leadership of the NCAA. Now, he what, now, do I think he was taking a shot at Mark Emmert? Not really. I think loosely. But you can't call what's happening in the NCAA leadership. Anytime all you're doing is reacting to something, you're not leading. You know, like let's 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 break it down into something you're familiar with. You're in the staff meeting and you bring something up and the suit says, huh. Huh is not leadership. Huh? 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 Okay. Not leadership. Just thought I'd bring that up. No? Bad story? (laughs) I see where you're going with it, though. But that's what's happening. 
In other words, Mark Emmert spent a good part of his press conference saying about how they need help from Congress on name, image, and likeness. You should lead and put together your own parameters. Okay? And do it yourself. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 